0: Hey everyone. Um, I'm going to be asking some of the questions today because uh, I don't know everything about the Red Door and so I'm excited to uh, find out more about it from all of you. Thanks for being here. Um, I'm going to be kind of like the, the moderator from, from behind the scene. Um, and the first thing I would love to know as we kind of get this started is just who you all are. What are your names and uh, that, that would be a great start. Where, where are we? where indeed let <laughs> uh, me start
1: may start uh, my name is Spencer Reese and I am uh, the priest in charge here at St. Mark's and this um, uh, the reason for gathering is to talk about the founding of the Red Door series here that we founded together and that has grown organically together and um I don't wanna keep talking for much longer. I'm uh, 58, I've been uh, an Episcopal priest about 10 years. Um, I've been a published poet since the age of like, Forty, And then before that I worked at uh, Brooks Brothers in sales and management. And this has been fun to start and, and create and comes after being in Madrid and Spain, uh, where I was for many years and where we created an author series that turned into a huge international festival. And when I came to Jackson Heights uh, in the pandemic and reopened St. Mark's, I was prayerfully wanting to do something that was a little quieter or more meditative. And that began a conversation that started with you. I think so. You go next. Okay. Say who you are, and <laughs> okay. say how we met, and say how you um, named the series, because you did. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: So I'm Casey Tromer. Um, I'm a poet. Uh, I live in Jackson Heights, and I uh, founded this online audio project called Queensbound, uh, which started in 2018, uh, and. I met Spencer when The Clerk's Tale came out, so what year was that? That's oh, Do you I remember forgot that? that. Do you remember this story? No. Oh, okay, so...
1: 2003.
2: At the old location, the old, the original location of Poet's House, you did a reading and I talked to you. You don't know this story, this is so funny. Um, after, the, after you did your reading, you were just hanging out at that Spring Street Poet's House location and I yeah. just talked to you for a little bit and you were so warm and lovely. I already loved your... Poems, and then when we talked, I was just like, wow, what a lovely, genuine person. So, um, oh, and then this I is paid a cater to
1: say that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then, and then, um, and then, when the year the, when you moved here, um, uh, uh, Barbara, uh, the real estate broker, contacted me. You don't know this story? This is funny. Okay, so uh, so uh, so a local broker who's uh, got a knows that I'm a poet contacted me asking me for information about my apartment, um, which is like a rent stabilized apartment, and the landlord only only um, uh, makes arrangements, you know, with tenants that are you know friends of other tenants, and so it's a little bit like New York gold, right? And she was writing to me saying, "Hey, w- could you put me in touch with your landlord?" because for, for somebody who's moving to the neighborhood, and I was like, no, you know, because who? <laughs> and then she told me it was you. And I was like, oh, of course. Well, oh. he's a lovely person because we'd had that interaction at Poets House. Wait, she was like, okay, well, I'll tell you, he's another poet, so it, it's Spencer Reese. And so that's how we met when you came over to yeah. the apartment or we, I, you know. Um, and so then you didn't take that apartment Right. right, but then we were in touch because of that. <laughs> and so then you said you wanted to run the series and and uh, enlisted me. And I had been organizing and running Queensbound for a couple of years, but of course, all of that ground to a complete halt in 2020 when we had actually been planning to do a, another reading on the subway uh, right. for the series. But so it was a way to kind of reconnect to poetry. Um, And I should say that one of the Queensbound poets, and now that you are as well, and and so is Philip, um, is is one of the OG Queensbound poets is, um, is Jared Harrell.
1: How did we involve these two?
2: Yeah, that, well, that's our- we. Oh,
1: so yes, we, we right. first met, oh, yeah. and I remember being in the garden out there, and I said, what should we call this thing? And you said the Red Door oh, series. That was you.
2: Yes. We yeah. were in the garden. You were like, what? yeah, we were sitting looking and trying to come up with something. And I think you wanted to call it poetry meditation, and I was like, yep. we need something a little zizzier. Zizzier.
1: So that was you. And then, and then how did he, did he come next or he came next?
2: I believe it was Jared next now, How did he come,
1: uh, um, come So to the uh, us?
3: my name is Jared
1: Harrell
2: Hi hey, Jared <laughs> From Wait, Queens, so New York He right. a birthday right, right. He's 40 I <laughs> <laughs> <Stop. laughs> should say that So Spencer and I ran it for a year And then we wanted It was to, just the two of us It was just the two of us For the working, first year And it was weekly away. And it was weekly <laughs> It was weekly Weekly I just, just want to say that again us. That's crazy And then I was like Hey Maybe we should have Some more people helping
1: Another great idea and then, sure. well,
3: I was first um, a reader for the series, and so I came here uh, and read a poem um, as one of the featured writers. And I enjoyed the experience so much. The this experience that I guess we'll t- we'll talk more about about kind of reading and meditating, and then rereading the poem. And it was like having been in quarantine and isolation for so long during COVID. It was kind of like a place to connect with others, and it just felt like a really nice breath of fresh air to be here for the first time, so the next reading I came back, and I think I helped put up some candles. And then the next reading I came back, and then I guess (laughs) at some point they are like, well, he's coming anyways, so maybe we'll put him into the fold of the series. And I think that's how I got into the- The
0: candles
4: was the hook. The candles, yeah. (laughs) and then how did we get you involved well i became involved because oh yeah who are you oh i'm sorry i'm philip f clark uh i'm a poet as well as a teacher i teach at city college new york Uh, i have done that for the past 15 years as an adjunct assistant professor but i had loved Spencer's poems and had read them for, for such a long time, um, both of his books at that time. And I remember seeing Spencer on, on Facebook and I And And at some point, I then connected with KC, uh, probably through Facebook also, and found out about the Red Door series, which you had begun just at that point during the pandemic. And I attended one of the first readings, and one thing led to another. And I thought, I'd love to be a part of this, and Spencer and I talked. And I became one of the poetry ambassadors. Okay, so I'm one of your poetry ambassadors. It's been a wonderful experience. Um, It's also been for me a wonderful way actually to get back into a meditative place of community. Not that poetry is not that in itself anyway, but the space here, the welcome over the past two years, through every. Thing that we've been challenged with or not, there's always that welcome and that softening of the outside for a while through poetry, and it's been wonderful. And y'all, wonderful group of characters to to deal with. Hey, we you're, get along. you're
1: absolutely we get along.
4: All beautiful.
1: And we're growing, you know, Matt's helping us now, and then John um, from Bloomsbury is doing the broadside, so I think we'll just, you know, yeah. keep morphing like disciples or something like that yeah
0: how did the red door series get started
1: well <clears throat> um everywhere i've gone as a priest poetry has always like come in somewhere because initially i felt i knew poetry better than i knew the church really don't you don't have to advertise that too much <laughs> but i mean no now i know plenty about the church too, but one of the very first things I did in Honduras involved poetry and we made a film and um, I just knew that better than, I know that really better than anything else. It's what kind of saved my life more than the church. So um, although now the church does that also, when I came here, like I said earlier i'd come off of this Madrid experience we I raised twenty six thousand dollars we did this international festival it was big 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 and private schools and public schools and a lot of people books um, and you know big event a hundred artists coming to Madrid from all over the world, other countries, Greece, England. It was a big production. And I enjoyed doing that. And I had a group of volunteers of about 10 at that point putting on this author series that led into the festival. And pandemic, my mother getting ill, coming to Jackson Heights, being in this space. I just... Prayed and thought. I want to do something quieter. I, I don't want to do another international festival. Sorry if you were um, thinking that. Um, so I thought. Sorry. So that was the yeah, long game. That, yeah, was, so was the, that was my long game. <laughs> so I just thought, what if we did this one poem instead? Because most poetry readings are the poet stands up, they read, you know, ten poems, they sit down, people ask questions, and I thought, well, what if? You just read one. And you were quiet. And you read it again. And that's that's. And then I told that to you, and you were yeah. like,
2: "It's such a brilliant idea." Because, and I've said this in lots of the lots of the intros when we talk about it, because it gives you time. It, it's it's a wonderful experience for the reader and for the audience. Because the first reading, I know for me, is a, uh, you never have the opportunity to read twice, for starters. Yeah. Um. And so the first reading is always the kind of more straight read. Then everybody in the room gets to be alone with their thoughts and Always, always, the second reading is like water has been added, and the, or there's like there's just been there's just space for the poem to open up and for the poet to be more assured in their reading or to be more attentive to their words and more authoritative in a way that's kind of very beautiful and every it's just a magic and it's just the magic of time and a little bit of peace and so oh. I think just kudos to you for that. The only place that I've seen that format is actually the On Being podcast where the the not on being uh, Patrick O'Toole's podcast. The oh yeah, he, he uses, took it from me. He, he, ah, he yeah. reads at the beginning. Then he then there's commentary, and then he reads it again. So it's yeah. like an informed thing. But this is informed by attention, which is really beautiful. Oh, it's a really great idea.
3: You know, the format something cool. that appealed to me right away, um, both as a participant and as someone who just kind of came to listen. Um, I realized I'm not very good at meditation, which some people have told me is the point. Um, but I, l- I liked that space of trying to just kind of be with myself, be quiet. Um, you know, I'm not someone who considers myself a religious person, but it felt like a, you know, a spiritual, uh, I guess, if you could use that word, um, experience for me. And, and, and then hearing the poem twice, having it bookended by a poem, Um, you know, the language, then the silence, then the language again. Um, I don't know, it worked for me.
4: You know, it's interesting because, you know, using the term meditation, I've always found that space when we stop a breath. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a poet, you know, certainly the idea and the use of breath is so important to us. But when you're in the breath of your own space, you really not only feel the poem that you've just heard in a very particular deep way, um, you hear yourself. And so that breath, yes, indeed is a meditation, but it is, I at least personally feel, the breath of myself during that time, which is wonderful.
2: And and, I mean, it's really no small thing to remember when it started in October. was it 2020, October 2020, right, we were very much in the thick of everything, and it was the only thing I did every week, right, it was the only reason to leave the house, was to come here, and to be in quiet community with people, um, you know, in a very kind of, You know, very nuanced way, just to be with other human beings safely in a moment where we I felt so at sea alone. So I think that's important because it's changed, and so much has changed in the interim. Um, Even though we uh, technically have masks on, (laughs) and we don't have them on right now, but you know, even there's just such a looseness now that wasn't present, and that was that kind of seized-up attention that was a part of the whole experience too. Um, And I mean, it's just been beautiful to watch this happen through the season. Seasons. that's one of the things that I love having the doors open and having yep. the seasons inform the quiet in between in well, the a metaphor for
3: the door. <laughs> there we go. I like it.
0: <laughs> How has the Red Door series changed and grown?
2: I mean, I feel like you guys, I feel like that's for you, am I wrong? You have the whole, you have the whole. Um,
1: well, I mean um, it was a experiment. We've just... I mean, the diocese recognized this by giving us a $10,000 grant. I mean, that's not nothing. They they saw value in opening a church space to the community. Um, Jackson Hole, Wyoming. I went out there in the summer. We did a festival out there. They like this idea so much that they're doing it every week in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Um... We went to um, Lisbon, Portugal, and we met the bishop there. I told him about the idea, and they're thinking of doing it there. I went to, um, I talked to a priest in Milford, Connecticut, and one in Brooklyn, New York. So it's very, I realized it's super transportable and it's so simple. And I didn't realize that when we started it and, um, oh, and also British Columbia in Vancouver. The cathedral there contacted me and said, could we do it there? We were picked up by the Episcopal Newswire, which went around the world, um, because they were so fascinated by this weird little idea but the audiences have come and uh, you know there's been a lot of people some nights there's been one person there's been I don't know what like 30 40 30, people yeah, yeah. so um, it, it's come and gone and speak I, yeah
2: I, I mean I do think the other the other thing and this is this is a credit. To your thinking and your open the openness of the invitation Um that like this is a space in in the community of Jacksonites that I had only, only ever been in one time as somebody who's you know yeah. not not coming to church um, I came one time with a friend and you've made it a, a space that's open up to the whole community as well as to the members of the of the church and that's I think that's beautiful and and the and the series has that spirit too and yeah yeah yeah
1: that has been one kind of beautiful thing is there have been several people that have come in that have been like, I've lived in Jackson Heights for 30 years. I've driven by this building. I've never been in it. Right. And suddenly they're, they're in it, and they're like, oh, this is beautiful. And um, the Muslim poet, you know, she felt... Well, I forgot her name.
2: Oh, Sahara Romani, yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. I she came up to me specifically and said, thank you so much. I never would have felt like I could ever even come in here. Right. And so things like that are very are very moving, um, that, and I mean, I think that's what Jesus would want, you know, open, open to everybody, everybody in, we're all in. Yeah. Right, so, but it's
2: not very, it, the, you, you decided to overtly put that in our statement and make that invitation, so uh, that's...
3: Yeah, it's definitely yeah. part of the mission statement, and I think it does bring in um, more people, uh, people who don't necessarily, who hadn't necessarily realized there was a place for them here, Uh, At St. Mark's, um, you know, and I think that's that's one definitely one of the strengths of the series is that it's a it's a red door, but it's an open red door.
0: (laughs) Where can people experience the red door series?
2: Okay, so we have, so uh, the church, we have a history of recorded events since the beginning, really, that's on the church's Facebook page, page under videos, so um, there's that, and we have an Instagram that also has a series of recorded videos, but now mostly has John's, uh, John Kendall's uh, broadsides, and that Instagram is at uh, at red underscore door underscore jh um, and we always have the schedule there as well and then I think all if you follow any of us on social we we post about it so we've been trying to pass off the curator the, the, the social media responsibilities to the curator so whoever's invited um, uh, the, uh, a reader um, is promoting and extending that um, info
3: and we have something big coming up in April which is National Poetry Month Want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Sure. So on, <laughs> on, on, on April sixth, we're going to do a big event that we've never huge, done. We've never event. done before. Yeah, huge event. And uh, there's poets. Uh, Diane Glancy is getting in her car and driving from Kansas. She helps us with. She's part Cherokee Indian, and she informs our Bible study that meets once a week and she's getting in her car and coming and she's renting a hotel room and she'll be here to read her poem. We've got Padraig Otuma coming from the On Being radio program who'll interview Tomas Marin who will fly in from Austin, Texas. We've got um, Ariel Francisco who I met through you, I think, who now is in New Orleans who's gonna fly up and do a reading that night. Carmen Jimenez smith is coming from Virginia. Um,
2: Mira, Mira Nair, uh, who yeah. is a, a, a Jackson Heights-based writer, and Nikki Paredes as well. Paredes. And
3: there'll be a musical company. So the, the, the format for the April event is going to be sort of like the normal Red Door series, but expanded. So there's going to be the same format of poem, meditation, poem, but it'll be kind of throughout the afternoon, leading to a sort of a culminating event uh, in the evening.
1: Yeah, and um, so one of the things that we also did here at St. Mark's was redo the website, because it was like made out of wood and really old. <laughs> so we we redid it, and in redoing it, um, and, and Dorothy's here as a witness, because she did some of the proofreading for me. We We redid the the history of the church. And one of the things that I think of this event as a kind of metaphorical because originally this building was to go through that wall and all the way to 81st Street. The building was designed to go, but the stock market crashed and they stopped. And at the other end was supposed to be a tower with a bell. And so I sort of think of this sixth event, uh, uh, April, like this bell of poems going off every half hour. So um, I'm sure I'm forgetting names that are coming, but it'll be be a lot of fun. Oh, F- Francisco Aragon is coming from no- Notre Dame uh, University and he'll be here too. And Hope Snyder will be here from, um, she's coming in too, Esperanza Snyder is coming in. So, yeah, there'll be a lot of great people.
2: It's, uh, yeah, uh, that's a good question. I mean, uh, is it stmarks.net? I'm
1: yeah, it is, S-T-M-A-R-K-S dot net. Pretty sure. We believe. It's a great website with a beautiful video. No uh, longer made out of wood. No longer made out of wood. <laughs> Here, physically. Yeah, with
4: a physical address. Here's
2: the physical address: what
4: is the physical address? <laughs> 33, 3350 82nd Street, Jedi. Jackson Heights, New York. Boom. Mic dropped. <laughs> a, a very easy find, uh, St. Mark's Episcopal Church on Facebook. Yes. You'll see the red door.
3: And I, one of the things I like about the series is how it does bring in the community. Like the Queensboro restaurant, has really been a sponsor. We've had other sponsors from uh, Jackson Heights and the larger Queens community, um, you know. And then now that we now we also have the broadsides, and that kind of gives a, a paper element, something that people can bring home with them. And I think the web uh, recordings of it is really nice as well. Didn't Patty Smith tune into one? Like a few months ago, Um,
1: I stalked her (laughs) shamelessly. I went to her house, Um, but um, I didn't know this part. (laughs) I think she did, though. No, you're right. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, she. Yeah, yeah, she. That oh, cool? that's right. Yeah. There was a reason so for the crazy. stalking not that yeah, she yeah, was stalking yeah. you. <laughs> she was stalking me. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Let's no. definitely start, yeah. A, viral, let's start <laughs> yeah. a viral beef about Yeah, we'll have to do go back and invite her to come on the 6th. We
2: also have the SoundCloud of all the recorded audio. So, I have a SoundCloud, um, which is attached to my SoundCloud because that's also where we have the Queensbound yeah. poem. So, um, that's findable as well. I can include info on that.
0: Is there anything else you'd like to say about the Red Door series? I mean,
2: we're we're we we have a end uh, we have an ending in May, um, and Philip and I are both reading. Jared.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. reading April twentieth.
2: Yeah. So the curators are kind of the rounding out the the end after after the big April um, party, um, and then we'll stop for the summer, and then we'll start again in the fall. And we have we have to kind of figure out what the fall is going to look like and how we're going to approach that.
1: the format twice a month bimonthly I think it's working TBD TBD, what's working is that we're working organically together and offering up different authors and that's something I learned in Madrid when you create something to start sharing it pretty quickly and then it'll grow. There's an impulse to want to maybe control always in life, but you really can't control anything. And so, to. that's working really so other voices are coming in because there's other people that that Jared knows that I don't know that you know so that's um what well, that'll just keep on going and maybe we'll add other other members as we grow I don't know mm-hmm. um and um see where it goes but um
2: I mean one of the things we yeah. wanted, we were attentive to this year and, and I mean in the previous iteration too was thinking about how if we're going to have a series in Queens that it should reflect the diversity of Queens so t- even though we are all white people up here <laughs> we're trying to think about you know in, in involving and reflecting the, the borough um, in terms of uh, racial, ethnic and gender diversity too. So. Yeah. Yeah. To approach us for about reading and people are always welcome to do that yeah yeah oh
3: yeah yeah <laughs> we're franchising now so yeah, if, if you're interested you let us know it's us us and Chipotle. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it it just
4: just takes a wish to start. It doesn't take much. It doesn't depend on the amount of people to come. If you touch one person, you've touched one person. Again, it's an open door. The the I, I think the beauty that is shown certainly as Casey speaks of diversity, our poets had been from every background imaginable. The poems have been uh, beautiful, reflecting so many different experiences. And uh, now that we have John's wonderful production of The Broadsides, people can take that away too. So they're not missing anything um, in terms of, oh, I must do this, th- you know i can't go to everyone what am i going to do if you come to one you, you may be touched and and changed so um there's a wide way of experiencing the Red Door series.
2: I also think that a lot of poetry readings can be very intimidating for people, but if you tell people they're just going to have to hear, going to have to, if they're going to be able just to hear one poem, it lowers the stakes and also the investment. So that's, I mean, the investment of time and also um, it gives a possibility of really paying attention in in a way that poetry readings often don't afford audiences.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I guess just the miracle of it is that it just you can. I hope that it transmits hope to people wherever they are watching this. That you you can create out of nothing. Look at in—it's just a year and a half already where we are, out of zero, zero.
0: You're selling yourself a little short. You're not zero.
1: Well, I mean, it just started with nothing. You know, that was just an empty church
0: and people can get in touch with you if they want to
1: yeah yeah get in touch with me and i'll tell them how to do it five easy (laughs) steps (laughs) yeah 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 thank Thank you you. so much thank you for the questions thank you thank
2: you um come join us sometime yeah in person or online.